Hello, everyone. This is Tommy at World at War Comics, and thank you for joining us today. We have another amazing um, couple of guests on the show today. But before we get into that, please hit that subscribe button. Hit that ring bell. That helps out the channel. Um, and it also allows you to know when uh, awesome interviews are being dropped. So please help us out by hitting subscribe and that ring bell. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Cienchilis, dot -E com. Go to Cienchilis.com for all your hot sauce needs. And when you check out, use comics at checkout. You'll save 15% off your total order. Best hot sauce you'll ever have, I promise. It's also brought to you by Comic Crusaders, the best in comic book reviews, movie reviews, music reviews, and interviews. They have some of the best interviews you'll find in the comic book world, check out cometcrusaders.com. All right, without further ado, I have two amazing guests. And today's topic is uh, Black Heroes in Comics. And what better than to have Andre from Black Heroes Club. You could follow him on Instagram and TikTok. Just go to Black Heroes Club. And we also have Jameel Lessy, and he is the writer and creator of Absolver for Concrete Comics. You can go to ConcreteComics.com today and pick up Absolver. Issue 3 just came out. It's an incredible comic book. I promise you will like it. It's a mature comic book, but make sure that you pick it up. You are going to enjoy it. And it's brought to you by Concrete Comics, so you know that the quality is going to be top-notch. All right, without further ado, here's Jameel Andre and I talking about black superheroes in comics. All right, everybody. Thank you. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Actually, uh, we were just kind of catching up because he, Jamil is the writer and creator of Absolver. So we're like, well, if Andre can't make it, man, we're just going to have a podcast about uh, Absolver. And then right when we got in, like three minutes into it, I saw your name pop up. I'm like, he's back. So uh, yeah. we're good, man. We're good. If you're okay, I mean, we could continue and then I'm going to have Jamil on another time anyway. Is that okay with you, Jamil? That's fine. I'm here yeah. to go with whatever direction y'all would like to. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, so I think we could still have that same conversation, Andre, if you're still up for it, my friend. I mean, you got the time? Yeah, absolutely. I okay. do, but let me ask you this. So I got Oops. um, I got boys. If you can see, I got a refrigerator open. Do you no guys worries. mind if I cook dinner while we talk? That's all good, man. That would be different for sure. That would be awesome, man. <laughs> Actually, it's funny because on some of my other platforms, like some of the other people I go live with, they're like, Black Hero is always cooking something. So like, <laughs> I guess that's going to be my new little thing, right? Hey, it's either electricity or they're cooking, man, right? Their powers are always right. electricity. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, right, right, right. It's all good, my friend. Cook away, man. Um, so, yeah. So let me uh, – I'm just going to introduce both of you real quick. Um, and start like as we were starting from the beginning because I could cut out anything we want to cut out. That's why I love doing pre-recording. And then we'll just have a conversation, man. And, and there's nothing scripted. Um, you know, I have some of my my favorite comics that are that have black leads. I got my compendium of Milestone, which every human being should have because I think Icon is oh. one of the dopest characters ever. Um, and then if you don't mind me, if you don't mind me asking, where did you find it, and was it a reasonable price? So it was 60 bucks on Amazon. Oh. How much did you pay? I, I haven't bought it yet. Yeah, I'm not. I haven't bought it yet. I'm mad at myself because if you go back into my feed, I saw them for like, they were like 34 bucks, maybe. Jump on it, man. 41. And I, I, I'm going to go look. I'm going to go see how much they are now. Yeah. So like the cover price on this is 59.99. So I paid full price. 
I, I actually ordered it through my comic book store because they told me when it was coming in. So I made sure that they had it on pre-order for me. So I paid full price. If I would have waited till now, then obviously I would have got a better price. But um, I'm glad I got it though, man. So uh, yeah, yeah jump on. If you can find it for 35 bucks, man, that's a deal. Because this literally has like the first, I don't know how many years. But it's- Yeah, they're supposed to, it's supposed to be a completion of them. Yeah, it's it's everything, man. It's just there's so much in here. They got Blood Syndicate, Hardware, Icon and Rocket, uh, Static Shock. Um, there's just so much in here, man. So, yeah. But right on, man. I'm going to introduce both of you, um, and then we'll go from there. Is that cool? Yeah, yes, sir. All right. All right. Hello, everyone. This is Tommy at World of War Comics. I have two amazing guests today. I got Andre. If you're not following Andre on TikTok, on Instagram, um, Black Heroes Club, you should. I've learned so much about Black Heroes that I didn't even know existed just listening to him. You always get these obscure ones, um, Andre, that maybe had like one shot in one comic yeah. book that I would have never have heard of before. So I really appreciate that. And then we have Jamil. Jamil, am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, Jamil, but you're good. You're good. All right. Jamil Lessie, he is the writer and creator of Absolver, which is a badass comic book with concrete comics. I've been in love with this comic. Um, if you listen to my uh, interviews with Derek um, from Concrete Comic, I always bring up Absolver because I'm obsessed with this character. Um, and just kind of finding out a little bit from you of your passion, um, I could see where some of that uh, that passion is being drawn from. We won't say it here. We'll save that for another time. But oh, such a good comic book. Congratulations on your success, by the way. Um, because uh, it's awesome. I just picked up issue three, which I got right here, um, which you could get right now. So one through three are available at concretecomics.com. Um, and then from my understanding, four will come soon. So definitely, definitely. Nice, man. Well, I appreciate both of you gentlemen um, joining us today. The idea, right, and I was talking to Andre just back and forth on TikTok, is I love what he does, and I wanted him to come on the show and just kind of talk about the passion behind Black Heroes, why he does what he does. And then, man, I, I'm glad that you're on too, because I think I would love to understand how important it is um, to have that kind of representation in comic books. And I know just talking to other creators that are Black-owned, the lack of that representation is what drove them to do their own thing. So even though there's a negative, I feel like there's a positive that came out of it, because I'm not sure if we would have concrete comics um, if that didn't take place, right? Or or Ace Blade or or Tap and Die or Harriet Tubman, right? A lot of these um, creations have come out of that lack of representation. And so I do appreciate that, but I also know that that representation should be there. So anyways, man, I thought we'd start the conversation off from there, if that's okay, and uh, go from there. So maybe Andre, maybe we could start with you. Um, you know, where did this passion to start your channel come from? Behind every single story, a sad story of being bullied, being, you know, a trauma or losing a parent or something. That's why we can all relate to comic books so much. It's just an illustration with pictures of telling a story like Batman, you know, him losing his parents. Like people go through that. People look for a character or superhero to look up to in the times where they feel weakest. Mm -hmm. And 
that's why I actually got back into black superheroes or superheroes in general. It's not just about black superheroes because there's a diversity of them. Uh, white, Chinese, Japanese, there's a diversity of heroes and they all relate differently to different people. Sure. So I went through um, a little sad story and you know, I was looking for something positive to like get my, for a positive habit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, what can I do? Music is cool, but music, there's a lot of music. I love books, but even books, even reading now is kind of difficult. I got my kids, I'm cooking. When do I have time to read? Mm-hmm. And then I remembered comic books. And here's a confession. Um, before I went into this comic book shop, I did not know that Static had his own comic book. Mm. This was only four months ago. Yeah. I didn't know Static Shock had his own comic. I knew about Icon Rocket, but Static Shock is a TV show animated favorite of mine. Yeah, I went into the shop. I found that Static issue number two for like seven bucks. And I was like, no way. And that's where my inspiration picked up. I was like, I didn't know Static had his own comic. Let me look at these other characters and see if they have their own comics. And I just like, I ran with it. And I started researching, asking questions, you know, doing the most with uh, going on all these sites and scrolling through databases of information, you know. So that's how I got my little start. Yeah. Nice, man. I appreciate that. Jamil, how about you, man? Um, We were kind of talking before this how you got into comic books. Um, Maybe we could start from there again and then. Did you see that that was lacking in comic books um, growing up? And uh, where did you find that? Um, um, well, this would be quick what we talked about earlier. Yeah, I got my comic books because uh, my father was into it, um, certain mediums. Yeah. But um, definitely a lot of it is rooted in what you a lot of how I feel now is was rooted in how we grow up. You know, I remember there was a there was a time in my life where I felt like if I wanted to be white. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, um, I think I was in second grade. You know, and I remember my cousins there on the table. You mean why would you want to be white? You yeah. know, and then I I remember telling you know Santa Claus was white. We was heavy in church. Jesus was white. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody that's prominent and important to a second grader was yeah. white. Even the Easter Bunny was white. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. um, I got out of that eventually. Yeah. You know, so I didn't start looking at the world differently until I got into spoken word, started doing poetry. Yeah. And when poetry became less of making it rhyme and sound cool and more we need to learn how to reach people. Yeah. That's when my eyes started to open up to the world and things, you know, so mm-hmm. in my young 20s. So fast forward, you know, we get to this comic book thing, you, you just think about balance yeah that's always been my mission is balance mm-hmm. you know you could walk into any when i started um yeah. a lot has changed since but when i started looking at things differently you know you could walk into any comic book store any movie section close your eyes and randomly point 10 out of 10 or 9 out of 10 times it's gonna be a white lead yeah or somebody that doesn't look like me right yep. so my thing is, it was never to, it's not, it's never to not to lack, to show any lack of understanding or show that I don't appreciate um, any other race. Because yeah. obviously we're here because of our love of Batman and Superman exactly. and Spider-Man. 
Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of, listen, you got 99 and we got one. I got to yeah. create 98. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah. I got to create 98. Yeah. And then on top of that, the next layer would be, the you know, um, why are we always in the hood? Yeah, yeah. So M- M- Meteor Man, Meteor <laughs> Man got the power of a meteor. He's fighting gangsters and... <laughs> And drug dealers. I'm like, okay, we we always in the hood, you know. Yeah, yeah. We, so it it wasn't. I believe I'm only gonna speak for myself. It wasn't a matter of lack of seeing skin color. Yeah. It was just lack of great storytelling. We yeah, always have yeah. gimmick. Yeah. It's always yeah. some single mother, some dancer, some. Why can't we just be black with great stories? You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good point. That's how we fell in love with Spider Man. Peter Parker was white. I don't care. I love this shit out of Spider Man, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's how so it's my mission to create to balance and then create great stories. And we just they happen to be black. Yeah, and that's my start. That's awesome, man. That's great. Yeah, and, and I don't know about you, Andre. I don't know if you've had that same experience. Um, Jamil is talking about, um, you know, stories that you could actually relate to not just representation, but also the story behind that representation. Does it align with how I grew up and are they good stories, right? That you could relate to. Right. Yeah. So for me, uh, with what Jamil said extra is that I grew up in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm sorry. You're too- Go baby. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're good, Andre. You're good, man. You're a father. So I, I got to do what you got to do, my friend. Yep. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, I grew up in the suburbs. Uh, my dad, my mom, they both worked. I was an only child. Mm-hmm. And a lot of friends or people said that I spoke white. Mm. I lived in the South Florida and that was a, that left a really bad taste or it, it left me lonely. Yeah. So the only thing I really had to turn to were comic books, which by the way, Archie and, um, yeah, but there was no real representation around me except for when the animated series Static Shock came out. Yeah, that was the only representation. I'm sorry, let me take that back. So people will say, "What about Blade or what about Spawn?" I grew up in a Christian household, yeah. so we didn't. That was demonic, so we didn't. I didn't hang out with it. The vampire, you know, uh, I know who they are, right. but. Yeah, I, I wasn't. And then that also didn't let me fit in with the cool kids at school yeah. because that's what they were reading. They were reading Blade. They were reading um, Spawn. They weren't reading Icon. They weren't reading Milestone. They weren't reading clean comics. They were reading, you know, these bad comics. And then also, like now that I'm starting to see and scroll through a whole lot of content, there's a lot of stereotypical things that you see in these comics that don't portray every single black man they don't portray every single black female they don't they don't portray it correctly and that's why i also am happy that jamil like is doing this because we need more of that but let me be clear it's not about being a black comic book but it's about the representation and story that's not told for certain people that's what it's really about to me uh, such a good point, um, Andre. And and I think, Jamil, I think you kind of said very similar. So was there a comic in either of your experience where they did hit on the lifestyle of that person in the comic that was more relatable? 
or or did you go through most of your life when you saw another like black hero in that stereotypical role that was hard to relate to? Like, was there a time where you're like, I could relate to that and that that definitely meets the need that I have for that representation? Um, no. Yeah. I was a fan of Spawn. Yeah. Yeah. I I tried to Ghost Rider run when they restarted it. You know, they always rebooted, but it was one reboot. I tried it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I couldn't keep up with it. You know, yeah. I, I was just, I was a fan of storytelling. Yeah. You know, again, a lot of while I'm doing this is not because I don't see the representation yeah. in in the medium. Right. I see what it is in the world, you yeah. know. Yeah. Exactly. You know, every you know, I feel as if when you have a platform and a talent, you have a certain amount of responsibility. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't go ahead and create and have some fun. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying that you you have to understand where you live. Mm-hmm. I have nothing against any other race. Yeah, yeah. Have you you have your responsibilities for you. Mm-hmm. I have my responsibilities of me. It's it, you know, a lot of people will like um Andre said he lived and grew up in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. My parents didn't have the best financially, but they did the best they can. Yeah. So you know, our experiences are going to be different. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where it started for me. So now that I'm grown into this side, and then I start to see things like why, you know, we don't need another Superman as black. Like, yeah. We have Superman. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's pretty easy to have, say a Kryptonian survive that happened to be black. He names himself the Dark Shadow. He, <laughs> when, when you when you tie Superman with the original Superman, when I research it or my son research it. The yeah. white Superman is going to appear. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't like how they did that with Spider Man as well with Miles. Ma- yeah, it's yeah. three thousand different spider species, like you yeah. like you know. So, you know, I say ignorance bliss. Yeah. Once you, I so be, so out before that, I was just a fan of comic books. Yeah. So then when my eyes started to open up to how the world is treating me, yeah, I no longer have the shelter of my parents. Now everything is wow. Yeah. Yeah. This was innocent for me. Now I see the war behind it. You know, yeah, it, yeah. you know, and so you know that's what it is. It, 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 the mission is all about balance and fairness and, re, and being respectful. Yeah, I'm, I'm not here to say Spider Man is stupid and whack yeah. because he's a white man. I'm, no, yeah. that's not what I'm saying. I grew up for loving sure. Spider Man. I'm just yeah. saying they could have did Luke Cage and take him out the hood. Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't, you know, like <laughs> you know, yeah. so I know I spoke like go ahead, Andre. I'm sorry. Like, go ahead, no, that's man. good, man. I mean that that's I think that's very relatable. Andre, anything else to add to that? No, you did perfect, man. I would actually like to start like interviewing this comic. Like, tell us more about the comic. What is in it? What can we expect? What are we looking forward to? What is the story, the origin? Not not too many questions, you know, but like yeah. Yeah, give us a taste. Um, origin. Um, I was I, I was raised in church, and I kid you not, I enjoyed the stories more than what the preacher was reading them to us for. Like, it, I just I just love the story. Oh shit, this man surviving a fish. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, it, I was intrigued by the story. Yeah. Um. I, on top of that, uh, one of my older sisters, she was into Greek mythology. Mm. So, 
Man, when she, whenever she heard in high school about the Greeks, yeah. I would listen. She had a, a, a book like this thick with all the Greek. I used to read it over and over and over. And I, I just, so I just fell in love with that type of stuff. Including yeah. like my father raising me in the comic book world or whatever, whatever. But um, once playing, once you become a fan of Spawn and playing Mortal Kombat, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and your first, um, anime experience was Pokemon and Sailor Moon. <laughs> but then when you but but then when you see that anime where they chopping up heads and blood flying, yeah. Was, <laughs> um, I mean, I said all that to say that um, Absolver is definitely based with the battle between heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. You know, um, heaven has its angels, hell has its demons, but Absolver is a mezzo. And he comes from the oblivion, aka limbo. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, like I said, everything about Absolver is it's it's it's, it's, it's there's a meaning behind every detail, every design. Um, mm-hmm. Absolver is originally supposed to be a character who his original origin was he was um a young kid driving the car with his family, gets into a car accident, they all die. And he could bring them back to life if um, he made a deal with this angel. You know, I wanted to go. I was purposely Obviously. going to get Ghost Rider and Spawn. I don't like, angel, yeah. you know. Um, so I was going. That's what I was making off of. Um, but then that Trayvon Martin um, uh, case when happened, and um, when uh, George Zimmerman got off, I felt this like yeah. That was um. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mean to interrupt. I apologize. That was a while ago. How long have you been writing this book? Um, for a while. Mm-hmm. For a while, you know, nothing's ever just on the spot with me. You know, yeah. you let concrete. You let Lonzo tell you before <laughs> I submit a script. It probably went through ten rewrites already. <laughs> I, I yeah, I can't. I can't help myself. Yeah. You know, I, I can't, you know, um, a lot of people will look at Absolver and be like, well, he just created another hero, but like he's gray for a reason. Yeah. You know, the world is black and white. You yeah. make those together, it's gray. You know what I'm saying? That there's, there's a whole bunch of details. Yeah. You know, one thing I enjoyed about Eminem was he was free to be creative as fuck. Yeah. Think what he want to say and do what he want to say. So with Absolver, I wanted to break boundaries. Yeah. I wanted you know what I'm saying? Like everybody wanted to when is Absolver gonna do this and do that? But nah, we, we got real life evil people in this world. Yeah. As a father, I hate as a father and an uncle, you know, you feel some type of way about child molesters. Yeah, yeah. You know, as somebody that has sisters and a mom and a wife, you feel some type of way about rapists. Yeah. You know, these are the people that need heroes too. You yeah. know, and when we read comic books, it's an escape. Yeah. You know, um, we wouldn't be real or human if we didn't acknowledge our real feelings. Yeah. I feel some type of way when I read or hear about innocent kids getting hurt and killed. And like, I feel some type of way. Yeah. I'm not the only one, but mm-hmm. somebody who feels this can relate to Absolver. So Absolver to me is a way to uh, um, vent my frustrations and, always let people know what I'm against and what I'm with. And that's why I was over too was really mm-hmm. it was um it's deep, man. It's it was, deep. it was important to me. 
So I try to create a good balance of like this is what this is what's going on in the real world. Mm-hmm. Now let's get back to the, <laughs> the story. yeah yeah. Um, geez, I know you're on topic, but yeah, no, you're good. I movie. have a I have a question. <laughs> so so with the concept that you're talking about, are you talking about like you said you meant you had poetry? Are you talking about like a Paradise Lost type of story? Or somebody that is struggling between right and wrong? Well, I was over always going to be represented between um, what's, what's, what's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. He's always going to get caught up in that situation. Yeah. You know, to commercialize it, I was over as a hero. Mm-hmm. But if you if you if you take away that layer, there's a there's a a lot to 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 unfold. Mm-hmm. You know the, the the world is ugly. People can be ugly. You know it's people are judgmental. Mm-hmm. For you sure. Know, so absolver to me is very poetic. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a page in issue two where no is it issue two issue three I am sorry issue three mm-hmm. well I break down my understanding of religion and spirituality but you know the goal is to keep it fun for the readers you know um, because that's what we have man it's yeah. it's, it's a time capsule and over was is meant to be wasn't meant to be good or bad it just exists you know mm-hmm. a lion is a lion you know what I'm saying. The lion is cute when he's behind the cage, but the lion's a monster the minute somebody wants to jump in the lion's den. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Then, so that's how I was created Absolver. Mm-hmm. But, you know, of course, you still got to look at the business side of things. So um, Absolver was was, a, was necessary for me emotionally at first. You know, I don't ever usually admit that a lot. You know, he was the he was the con the concept I picked. If I didn't understand the comic book industry, so if somebody was to steal my idea, shit, let it be absorbed. You know, he he was just an emotional uh vehicle for me. It was you know what I'm saying. Um, I did not expect Absolver to have fans. I just wanted to learn the industry, and then yeah. here we are. <laughs> you know, so you know, Absolver gets help. Um especially in issue one from a, I can't remember what they're called, but the lady. Oh, Leah. Leah. That is that right. Because she's also like, what does she represent to you in that story? Because she comes, cause in the issue one, right. He's trying to figure things out. And then all of a sudden she comes on the scene and she does supply some support to him as to whether he takes that or not. But the the it's there, right? You know, again, everything there's a message. Y'all asking all the right questions. You know, um, to me, my opinion, our people's greatest weakness is a lack of unity. Mm. You know, I want to show, like, no matter how great Absolver becomes, bro, you're nothing without the help of the people that's having your back. Yeah, he's gonna need help. You know, who's going to guide you? Who's going to show you? And on top of that, Leah represents that motherly love. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Absolver arriving with him coming out the womb. Who's the first yeah. person he meets? Uh, Leah. You know, yeah. she's there holding his hands, explaining to him what's going on. You know, these things, these things are important. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's Leah. That's how I've created Leah. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Andre? So how did you stumble upon Concrete Comics? I actually have heard a lot about them. Sadly, I need to go in and support you guys like buying these comics. But um, how did you hear about Concrete Comics? Can you tell us that story? Well, you know, I was just thinking to myself, and I'm like, well, I need to start a comic book company, and I'm going to name it Concrete Comics. Then I found <laughs> Derek. I was going to hire him, but we became best friends, and there we go. Concrete <laughs> Comics. <laughs> um. No, no. Actually, like I said, I want to start the business. Yeah. Um, I mean, learn the business. So I had got on with uh, Powerverse at the time. Mm. Um, I went in. I was in Powerverse. You know, it was a good company. Vince is a cool dude. That's where I met Onaji. Oh, okay. You know, um, but because Onaji and I came in later, we were behind everybody. Yeah. So Anaji and I was just very, very impatient. So we try to figure things out. He hit me up one day. And I, just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to figure things out. <clears throat> but during all of that time, I was searching for my own artist to work on my book. Yeah. And I and I saw this dope picture of this blue character. You know what I'm saying? Fighting this other guy. I was like, whoa. And I contacted <laughs> um Derek. And he's like, nah, I didn't draw this. This is you know I got this created for my own character and stuff like that. I was like, how? Man, I've been trying to figure out. And he's like, no, you gotta find the artist and and then they'll help you. And you know, and Lonzo, he's cool for that. He's a nice guy, you know? Yeah. Because prior to that, so much people were gatekeeping information. Yeah, yeah. That's a very important part of the story. Certain certain people are gatekeeping information. And I, and I ask and you know, just won't give you no answers. Yeah. Derek just gave it freely. That's awesome. And, and then, you know, so we started communicating and talking. And then I was telling him about my ideas for my universe and my business. He was sharing his. So that started coming like, yo, what if we join our universes? Yeah. And, you know, and then one thing led to the next. And then it became a conversation of business. Um, I thought, like, yo, we need to grow this thing strong. So after Oh, for sure. Attempt, yeah, just yeah, in yeah. case you're not aware, this is the other part of the universe is Apple. Yeah. And this is Derek's uh, yeah, I, creation. I saw that. Yeah, so Derek yeah. is the creator and writer of this comic. And then uh, you are the creator and uh, writer of that comic. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's awesome. Go ahead, please. I just want to make sure people know what you're talking about, Acolyte. Right, right. No problem. Um, so, yeah, after a few failed attempts of adding that the right foundational piece. Yeah. Yo, or Najee. I know this cat from Powers or Najee. Yeah. I think he'd be cool. Yeah, Najee's so, awesome, man. So we end up I we end up talking to a Najee. He ended up joining Concrete or whatever. Yep. Went, yep. Odina. Odina. Odina, the writer and the creator of Odina. Yeah, yeah. So um and then from there, you know, the rest is history. That's yeah. where we're here now, you know. And the funny thing is, shortly after our launch, I think our second issue. Mm -hmm. Are those people that were gatekeeping information wanted us to be in their publishing house? And I was like, wow, wow. that's how you know you're here. You know? <laughs> um, I 
for this. So, I mean, honestly, it really started with, um, not that I, I know he's going to listen to this, so not that I really needed his help, but the kindness of um, Derek just shared information. <laughs> the God is here, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, be careful what you say, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, Derek has been so amazing to uh, get to know for me too, and uh, he's actually been a lot of help for me as well. So, I'm glad that um, you found that because I, I think that that environment also brings out even more creativity if you feel like uh, you're going to have that kind of support, right? Yeah, it, it, um, it sure does. You know, they are like I said, unity is very important. Yeah. It's not just a matter of having a group of people together, you know. Um, it's a matter of having the right people around you. Yeah. Um, you know, because Absolver at first was a was a was a monster. Mm. I was going to go straight to that curse of spawn vibe, not that. Yeah, you yeah. Know, <laughs> that's what I wanted. You know, Absolver was ruthless. Yeah. You know, after many conversations, Lonzo convinced me of the business side of things. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking poetically, like, yo, I just need one person to understand this story, and yeah. like, we got to sell comics. We gotta... yeah. So, and so we dumbed down Absorber a lot, you know. And now that you know, I've accumulated a a specific fan base. Yeah, you know, now I can move on to the Prince of Oblivion, which is you know the real Absorber story I wanted to tell. Yeah, yeah, that's and, cool. Um, but it's happened to right people. Yeah, you know, it, it's having the right people. You know, some people are afraid to admit it. Either a, you know how fragile you are mentally. Yeah. Or b, you know, you know how strong you are. So you, mm-hmm. you, everybody knows who they should have in their corners and not. And um, I made it a very important aspect of my life to like shrink all my circles and have the right people around me all the time. Yeah. You know, because um, even if you don't like what they're telling you, it's yeah. you're listening to. It. It's going to play in your mind. For that's sure. all you want. So yeah. Yeah. yeah that's we, awesome. The right group. The right, the right group. <clears throat> Andre, please. I didn't know if I needed to raise my hand or not. Not cool. at all. So, no. <laughs> let me ask you this question. So in the you talk a lot about the business aspect of these comic books. I don't want it because I know that you're doing this for you, but for somebody that's getting into it for maybe money what would you advise them? How would you like talk to them or what would you suggest? I'm going to say, if you're getting this about, if your number one priority, number one reason is money, then don't do it. I'm not going to sugar. You see when I get this question, I sugarcoat it. I'm not. Yeah. Um, why I say that is you look around, you look at Thomas's wall, you know, you have your podcast speaking at it. I'm speaking on it. I'm creating it. This it, it's a grind. Yeah, it's a financial grind. It's a mental fatigue. You got to write. You, you know, you got to think. But more important is it's the creative aspect of it. Yeah. If you if you have no passion behind it, whatever energy you have in it, what you're going to put out. And it's hard for me to be a critic of other indie books. Mm-hmm. Um because I'm an indie creator myself, so I don't want to rub nobody right the wrong way. Yeah. And and not not saying by all means I'm perfect. Yeah. But when I mean by passion, it's because I'm passionate about it and everything I've learned, I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna go redo my issue one. Yeah. That's that's money. 
And there's no guarantee I'm going to make that money back. Mm-hmm. But the passion behind it and the things I've learned, remember, we was gatekeep, we was learning the business. Yeah. And now with all these new tricks and writing techniques, I'm like, oh, I need to go rewrite issue one and get get it redone. Yeah. So, you know, that's the same reason why Alonzo got a brand new issue one. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of things that and I'm I'm to the point where I might change a couple pages on issue two. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? This is where it's at. But you know, you want to because as a as an indie creator, you gotta you're gonna sell your book for like ten dollars, yeah, eight dollars, whatever. I'm used to going to the comic book store with ten dollars and walking out with three, but two, maybe three issues. Yeah. yeah, and they're at the standard and the quality that I like. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna give me, so I know what I'm looking for when I go to the comic book store, and that's the same thing I am trying to deliver. Some of these indie people, I feel like, bro, when's the last time you went to a comic book store? Nothing looks like this. Yeah. Nothing reads like that. Mm-hmm. And if you do your research, a lot of indie fans yeah. who are skeptical about buying books is because of the, the bad writing or the lazy artwork. And the you understand what I'm trying to say? And I and, and to me, I'm not judging, absolutely. I'm not judging one's art. It's very subjective. Yeah, but. I could read an Adventure Time comic book and love that artwork. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you know, I'm not being, that's the style they're going for. That's the style. Yeah. But if you're telling me you're going to deliver deliver Batman quality books to me, and I'm expecting Batman quality. Yeah. The cover is dope. They only, but when I open it up, bro, yeah. this is not what you promised me. I <laughs> yeah. This is not what you told me it was. And, yeah, that could scare them it away. Can't, it can't be. It can't be money alone. Yeah, it has to be a level of of passion. Um, I feel like a lot of these movies that we don't like, as a creator and as a fan, you can tell whoever's behind the scenes. It was more absolutely and money versus let's get a bunch of people that have passion about the story that can really help us get to where it needs to be. So the hence you got lazy writing and absolutely and the so, flash. Yeah, the flash. <laughs> you can't be all about money. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, it's you true. Know? It's true. I mean, yeah, it's really hard to make money in comics, to be quite honest. And so, like, if it's not a passion, I think you'll be in and out very quickly, and you'll you'll have a loss, and you'll have a really sour taste for comic books for the rest of your life because uh, it, it takes a while. I mean, you you've done something pretty amazing already. I mean, to get to issue three and four. That means you already have a fan base. Um, so that's amazing. Most people that get into it, right? You're putting out one. You're hoping that it does well. But even if it doesn't, a lot of times you've only reached like 50 to 100 people, right? So you got to get into issue two and three and start to get your work, your message out. It's so difficult to build it up. So, I mean, for you to be on your issue four, I mean, that's a, a testament to the writing, like you said, the artwork and people relating to it. But that's really hard to do. But even that, I mean, I'm not sure if you're, driving around with a Bentley right now because of the sales of your, uh, your comic. <laughs> if you are, that's impressive, uh, man. Well, yeah. Well, are you? Because I'm, I'm curious. I might have to sign up. <laughs> if you are, man, uh, I, you, I'll, I'll be in your, I'll be the first one in your class, man. How to make that happen. Oh, um, no. Um, <laughs> you know, Hold that pause before the no. Um, no. He probably drives a Bentley. <laughs> he just didn't get it from comics. He didn't books. come from comics. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? yeah. 
You know what? All, honestly, man, it was it has it has been a tough year for me. Yeah. I'm just gonna be honest. Yep. Um okay. slowly getting out of it now. And um having a great team to hold you down while you're going through stuff definitely yeah. made it easy. I would have never stopped writing comics. Yeah. But just having that positive reinforcement, you know, it helped a lot. Hence why I'm still here. Yeah. Um, because again, if you're just strictly about money, when the real world hits you, you know you want to pick and choose whether you want to do this or not. Yeah. You know, I never stopped wanting to do it. I just didn't have the money to do it because a lot of this is a lot of it is self-funded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's, you know, it, it's a drive, man. The that's why I say you need the passion. That passion is whatever you need to keep this thing going. Yeah. And there's one thing I tell my son who's 13 years old, and I'm trying to say, you can do whatever you want to do. I said, son, I tell him, yo, if I was to leave this earth right now, nobody could take away that I released comic books and people across the country read it. Yeah. I am a comic book creator. I said, I've accomplished my dream. Yeah. I, it was never about making the money to get into Bentley. Like, it was always my dream to write for Marvel and DC and create my own heroes and get it out there. Yeah. It wasn't until we released Dude. issue two, and I was like, like you know it, but then you really think about it, like, hold yeah. up. <laughs> I'm a good creator. Yeah why, yeah. why did I need to have Marvel and DC yeah. on my resume for me to feel some type of way? I don't yeah. I don't need that shit. Yeah. And I realized it. Like I've made it. Yo, mentally and spiritually, I I am very wealthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's huge. So, so now Do you that I, still? I understand that the goal is, all right, cool. I need some of that spiritual wealth to translate this physical realm. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> so, but that's where it's at. That's where it's at. That's so. Do cool. you still want to write for Marvel and DC? You know what? Only out of respect. So I don't want to. I do not want to apply to them. I when when they when they seek me out. I'm like, yes, I made it. It's yeah. not even about how much they want to pay me. It's <laughs> okay, like, okay, okay, you need me. <laughs> because, you know, growing up, you, you felt like you needed them. Yeah, yeah. Nah, so the goal is, is for you to need me, not for me to need you. Yeah. Oh, we need to get Jamil Lessie. Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to take the Batman story over everything. Yeah. Batman. So, well, yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty impressive, Jamil. Like I said, to get to an issue three, you're already working on issue four, and issue four will get done. Right. So that's that's pretty amazing accomplishment, to be quite honest. And I know you said you, you're going to get to issue five. And so I, I feel like uh, you've kind of accomplished quite a bit in comics already, which is pretty awesome. And, you know, talking to Derek, I mean, I think that was kind of his goal at the beginning, too. Right. It, it obviously turned into something else where he's been able to meet all these other creators and bring them together to build out this universe. That's pretty amazing. I mean, I'm I'm a huge, huge fan of the entire universe. Like I said, I have so many. I think I have almost everything that's been produced so far through Concrete. And I love it all, man. I just got to read your issue three because I just got it. But, um, man, and then Watchmen 2, I got to read because I just got that. But it's just incredible, man. And, uh, you know, when I was talking to him um, and, and some of the things that we mentioned at the beginning, you know, that that passion to not only create a publishing company where he could live out his dream as a, a writer and creator, 
but to do it with, you know, with black led characters was super important for him too. And uh, man, you look at all of these, which all these stories are absolutely incredible. And there's a black lead on every single one of them. And when I talked to Tyler Martin, when I had him on from Godhood, same thing. And look at the antagonist. That guy's already in Hollywood about to, you know, put out his first, uh, I think it's going to be a TV series, if I'm not mistaken. I really went back and forth from a movie and a TV series, but it's about to become live action. Um, David, same thing. Um, it got picked up by Massive, and then it also got picked up by Disney Plus, a director that works for Disney Plus. So they're talking about doing a, a Disney Plus series for Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer. So, I mean, you know, there, there's been this lack for such a long time. And now all of a sudden, all these creators like yourself have come forward and put amazing stories that cross. It's not just, you know, black comic book lovers, man. Look at me, man. I love these stories. These stories are incredible. So you, you've you been able to do something that's absolutely amazing. And it's just, it's incredible. And, uh, and now we have these amazing um, black led heroes that probably don't exist, right? We have, 30 heroes in Marvel and DC that all their powers are electricity. <laughs> and then we have all these amazing characters that you've been able to put together with all these amazing uh, powers, man. I don't know. I just, I think it's awesome, man. A quick question for you, Mr. Hi, Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. Is it? All right, cool. What inspired you to start reading these indie creators and, and researching and learning about black creators or black heroes? Yeah. Like what got you in, inspired by it? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm born and raised in San Bernardino, California. Um, and so San Bernardino, just to give you kind of a breakdown, it's about 55% Hispanic, probably 20% Black, and then the rest is Caucasian and Asian. And so I, I grew up in a really, really diverse uh, neighborhood, um, mainly in a Hispanic neighborhood. My wife is Mexican, so all my kids are, are half Mexican. So I grew up in that environment where, I don't know, I mean, I... Obviously, race has always been a big part. It doesn't matter what part of the country you're in. There's going to be issues around race. Um, we had the the black and Hispanic riots growing up in high school. So it's always going on, man. I just I, it's stupid, but it is what it is. And it, it is what it is. So but man, I grew up in that environment. So, you know, reading comic books, I noticed that all the characters are, are you know, all white. I, I get that. And being now a father of kids that are half Hispanic. I mean, my comic book that I wrote as a Hispanic lead, because I think that there's a lack of Hispanic, um, you know, superhero led comic books. And so I wanted to write a comic book that had a Hispanic lead because of that lack. Um, there's that side of it. The other side is I'm just a comic book fan, to be quite honest. And so I picked up Acolyte one um, and I loved it. And then I started researching and I picked up issue two and I loved issue two. And I'm like, well, what else does concrete have? And I just started buying up stuff. And then I, I reached out to a, uh, Derek and he responded. I was so excited he responded. And I had about an hour conversation with him that was recorded and about a two and a half hour conversation altogether. So about an hour and a half that wasn't recorded. And uh, man, he just told me everything. Um, he was just so open to me to talk about his story of concrete, but how important it was to him to have a company where you had black leads on all the comic characters. Um, so when I read his and I heard that story, I actually picked up Godhood because he was like, Hey man, I'm gonna tell you right now, dream fury comics. Um, he started breaking down all these other amazing black led, um, publishers 
And he's like, if you like um, these stories and you want to support more of them, look at it. I picked up Newton's Keisha Demon Eater. This is one of the best written, best art comic books you'll ever find. Look at the art on that. It's from a guy from the Philippines. His name is Giancarlo. Um, and then it's written by Newton Lalavos. Dude, this comic book is badass. And then he also wrote uh, Crescent City Monsters. It's in grayscale. But look at the art on that, man. And the story is crazy. Crazy good, man. So I'm like, dude, there's this whole world of comic books my whole life I've been missing because I've been focusing on DC and Marvel. And don't get me wrong, man. I If you don't like Black Panther, something's wrong with you, right? That's an amazing character, right? But that's not probably the representation that most readers that are black are looking for. And you kind of talked, spoke to that Jamil a second ago. And then when I talked to Derek and I talked to Tyler Martin, they kind of said the same thing. David Crownson, I had him on just the other day, same thing, man. So it's awesome. Then you have Frederick. This guy's amazing. And he worked with Tyler Martin um, to learn from him. So if you look at the first uh, Magnus, if you look at Magnus, You'll see Wiseacre Comics down here, and you have the Godhood symbol up here because he was being mentored by Tyler on how to publish a book, um, you know, from the business side. Dude, Magnus is a dope comic book, and he's about to have his Kickstarter for issue four. But then I got the Meadows, then I got Crisis, I got more coming. Dude, it's a whole other world that's just incredible. So again, I do this. Bro, with, got, bro got money, money. You got money, money. <laughs> I don't you got probably money, got, you got my wife. I'm not sure if I got money, money, but I I spend a lot on comics. Now I'm older than both of you. I'm almost fifty, so my kids are eighteen and above. If you got young kids in the house, you're broke all the time. Trust me, I've been there. My kids are adults, yeah, now, right? And so, yeah, and you have money, right? Yeah, so I, I have a lot more money to spend on myself. Whereas when they were all in the house, it was being spent on them, right? So for sure, um, I've been in the same industry for thirty years. I've been successful in my industry, so. I do have some money where I could spend, you know, 50 bucks a week on comics. And that's what I do. I try to keep it about 50 bucks a week. Um, and that's, I just built over the time. You got fourth wall, Danny, D Danny quick, call him DJ quick. Mm -hmm. he's, he's killing it right now. I call him the TikTok king, man. The guy's on TikTok like no tomorrow. But anyways, I mean, I, all of a sudden, Andre, all this whole world of comic book um, publishers opened up to me that I never knew existed and it's met a huge need of mine to hear other stories. Um, because if you read Superman, right, he has 85 years worth of canon that's going to follow any story that moves forward, right? You're not going to see him, you know, in some big space sci-fi um, story, right? That's not Superman. That's Green Lantern, right? So he's limited on the stories you could tell. Jamil, you are the king and the, the father of this comic book, you could take it any direction you want, right? If you're on Superman, you're going to be restricted to the stories that you're able to tell. And the editor is going to say, that's not going to work with Superman if you want to tell that story. So that's why I love indie comics. I bet you 70% of what I spend is on indie comics. And I've been opened up to this whole world of black-led comics that I absolutely love, man. And I'm happy it's there. And I want to make sure other people know it's there too. Because I love indie comics. And I think it's important to have that representation. But what you said earlier, Jamil, that representation that matches real life, um, not everybody having a Luke Cage scenario in their story, right? Because right. that's not that's not everyday life for the average uh, person in the United States that's black, right? So um, anyways, that's that's why I got into it. And I love it, man. I love it.
Great answer. Yeah, I asked that question too because I really want to see how to get more people that are Caucasian, Asian. I want to see because I don't want my page or yeah, I don't want my page to be about Black heroes. Yeah. I'm Black Heroes Club, which means that everybody is welcome, all diversity, yep. you know, but leave politics at the door. Yeah. But like all diversity, come in, come enjoy some of these no name heroes. Yeah. Um, and like you said, with the indie authors and, and writers, um, they're doing such an amazing job. And I feel kind of bad because sometimes it's like I can't afford the comic. You yeah, know, yeah. like sometimes well, you hear my kids in the background. 100%. And then I feel bad because like I'm I'm scrolling through the dollar bin and I'm like, well, if you just save this seven dollars, you know, that you're gonna spend on comics, you can just, you know, save this week one, then week two, and then go buy that comic, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, but then I don't have anything to read. But anyway, like it's yeah, yeah. really good to see somebody actually caring and buying these indie comics because yeah, I, I mean like what would we do or what would you do or what would, you know, these indie creators do if somebody wasn't talking about them? Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, look, no one's going to read a bad comic. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your book is about. If the art ain't good and the story ain't good, you might get that first issue out of me, but I'm not buying another one. Right. I, I I'm going to buy things that I love. And I could tell you the brands that I'm talking about right now, these have been really good stories with amazing art and I'm so happy that it exists. And uh, man, I mean, like for you, Jamil, you should be super happy and satisfied with what you've been able to accomplish just in three issues. And I know more is coming because we had a conversation before. And I think that's exactly what comics needs. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Andre said something. Um, excuse me, Bob, if I repeat it wrong, but. No, you're good. Trying to get, Andre said something earlier. And I said, excuse me if I kind of say it wrong or, or correct me, I should say. Um, you talk about, you know, <clears throat> trying to get other races to, you know, um, see these characters and enjoy them. You know, with us, you know, it, it, it took a lot of dreaming. Mm -hmm. You know, Everybody is like, oh, all they want to do is go to become a rapper or play sports. Well, you know, that's where we're highlighted the most. You know what I'm saying? That's, this is where that's where we're highlighted the most. Yeah. And these big, you know, it was barely any actresses and actors because we barely had any to look up to. You know, yeah. growing up, if you say name, you know, black dominant actors and actresses, Will Smith. That's all I know. Yeah. You're gonna say Will Smith, Denzel, and Halle Berry. Yeah, yeah. If you're real good, you someone's gonna say Andra and um oh man, I'm butchering her name. Angela Bassett. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's just off the top of the head. Yeah. Even now I'll probably find it hard just to say ten easily. Yeah, yeah. Now. Yeah. So it wasn't when we saw Iron Man and stuff, it was just cool. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. It would be nice to see somebody look like me and that. We didn't see that. Yeah. So when it comes to other races, they 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 get to see that. Yeah. You know, um, even even Asians, you know, they got to see it because everybody became fans of the Kung Fu flick. Yeah. You know, everybody. <laughs> so again, everybody got to see a lot of who 
they are. They got to see themselves, but yeah. in another way. We yeah. got to see specific things. So, right. I be, you know, you know, I'm not again. I'm not bashing anybody's creativity or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But you know, you kind of force fed in any space. You kind of force fed them the Egyptian themes. Yeah. You add it to the hood themes and the drug dealing themes. Yeah. You know, everybody's a hotep. Everybody's from Africa. Everybody's an Amun Ra. You know, you, you gave a lot of that. Yeah. And I feel like with all the brands you named, including Concrete, we're like, yo, we're just going to tell dope stories. Yeah. <laughs> it just happened to be black. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's it. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to force feed nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, you know, so again, a lot of that too comes from you understand why Todd McLaren said why he decided to make Spawn black. Mm-hmm. And then when he finally revealed it to the other um, fan bases when he released his toys and something like that, they were shocked. Yeah. If you heard, if you understand what happened with uh, Blue Marvel. Yeah. And when he finally revealed it, took off his mask. Yeah. So, you know, the shock value is there once the mask has come off. Yeah. But you was already in love with a great story. So whether you pick it up or not, yeah, you know, that is, that's on you. But, you know, <laughs> it was a great story and you loved it. Yeah. So yeah. To, it, to, to get to that, I just say you just, you just all about telling great stories, man. Yeah. Like, like getting people to read it. Like, just, just give it a chance. Yep. Yep. Agree. You know, and, and that's and that's all that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that that goes back to what I was saying, right? At the end of the day, you still gotta have a really good story and you gotta have really good art in your comic book. Um, and then right, then you'll get all kinds of people reading it. And that's what I love about concrete. Like to your point, right? They all happen to be black leads, but they're really good stories, and the art is kick ass, man. And uh, that's what grabbed me. And that's why I kept, okay, I got to get the next series. What is it? All right, Onaji, you're up, man. I got Adina. All right, what's the next one? All right, you know, and you start going through. And I'm like, all right, I got to pick up those ones and start that story. And uh, yeah, it's awesome, man. I, I absolutely love it. And man, I, I, you know, guys, I really appreciate um, the vulnerability. I think that's really important in these type of discussions um, because they could, Sometimes they're difficult, right? But I, I really appreciate it. And Jamil, I appreciate you stepping up and, and joining. I know it was kind of last minute. <laughs> I was like, nah, it's all good. It's all good. Eric's all, I can't make it, but I'm like, oh man, poor Jamil, man. We're going to throw him in the conversation. But <laughs> man, it's, it's, it's so good. It's so good, man. Nah, I appreciate you know, I just, it. Um, you know, we, we just have to be honest about everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I've learned. Especially in, again in our community, when I say our community, not just a black thing, a man, a man thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, opening up and not being honest makes you weak. Yep. You know, but it's okay. You know, you know, I don't want because people are going to judge me regardless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when a lot of people hear my messages, they're going to feel like I'm anti this, I'm anti that. I'm like, nah. I'm just I'm just real blunt about my anti love for everybody. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like <laughs> it's fucked up over here. My goal yeah. is to make it good right here. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you know, you get to eat. Oh, you eat tonight? Well, shit, we want to eat tonight too. Like what? <laughs> you know that? <laughs> exactly. That's what it boils down to, man. And you know, if you can enjoy my story or our story, and it's not about the color of the skin, then we're accomplishing our mission. Yeah. Now, whether we have motives to teach or just motivate to tell a great story. Yeah. That's all it, it, it boils down to, man. Like, 
Agree. You know, um, you're starting to learn that everybody had their own struggles. You know, I can talk about my brainwashing. That doesn't mean you didn't have yours. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, you know, um, I can totally understand. I can totally understand why a 17 year old would be a racist if his parents are racist. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Yeah. I don't. I don't like it, but yeah. I, there's understanding there. Yeah. And that's all that's you right. know, and that's what you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And deep down, he may not want to do it, but because he has to exist in that environment, that 17 year old, they're going to do as such and act accordingly. And yeah. you know, I feel like we'll be in a better place when everybody starts to. Just have a level of understanding. Just, yeah. I don't gotta agree. I don't gotta like it. Just understand. Yeah. And if you feel like you're gonna judge, ask a question. Yeah. Hey Jamil, do you hate me? Nah, man, I love you, bro. I just <laughs> I just gotta worry about mine. I can't I can't clean your backyard and my backyard messy. That don't make no sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. that's just what it boils down to, man. And then again, passion. Passion. Yeah. There's a there's a love for this thing. There's there's a love. I mean, between myself, I got like over 700 characters. Jeez. And every day, just always creating something. Yeah. That's you know, crazy. Um, How do you manage all those characters? <laughs> Listen, I just need to find 700 people that's passionate enough and want to write. You, know? <laughs> Andre, you, could, you could do a show for the next year and a half on just covering these 700 characters, man. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Oh, man. That's what I've actually been thinking because I do make like certain, you know, TikToks and yeah. I'm like, man, what am I going to do when I run out of these characters? But yeah, I mean, like just go to the indie characters and, you know, start going. Yes, yeah, you can watch TV. When you can. But no, yeah, man, it's, um, awesome, it's amazing. I am. I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah. 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 I mean, that would I'm be incredible, do. man. And I know, uh, I mean, you could start with like an absolver, right? And you you got the guy right here you've met, so he could tell you the background. You could do a pretty awesome TikTok on absolver, and not only that, it would expose more people to the indie scene and get more eyes on uh, what they're doing. And um, you know, we we talked right that the realities of creating a comic book, man. I, I could tell you, I've created a comic book. It cost me five thousand dollars of my own money to create that comic book because I'm not an artist, so I have to pay an artist. And so it gets See, very. Bro, I, t- I told you he had money. I had to do a Kickstarter to help me with that, man, which was successful. So, I mean, that's why Kickstarter is there, right? It helps you finish your comic book. And then in the in return, they're getting a copy of your comic book, right? So um, without Kickstarter, I mean, a lot of these stories would never see the light of day, um, right? Because it's really hard to get a deal with the publisher. And Jamil, you, you've you done both, man. <laughs> so I mean, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? It, it's a matter of, what do you want? Yeah. What you want to do to get it? What are you yeah. going to do to make it happen? You know? Good question. Good question. You know, uh, without giving any details, yeah. Um, I was like, yo, Lo, Lonzo, yo, when, you, when we first started, we need to do X, Y, and Z. Or we should try to do X, Y, and Z. He's like, yeah, you know, but think about it. So some old head in the industry told him you know we should focus on this that and third and stick to this strictly this yeah if we want to be successful so that's what Lonzo told me and I was like all right cool 
See, there's this thing. I, you can't tell me no or I can't. There's always a way of doing something. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. There's, all, there's, there's always a way. Yeah, yeah. I was like, bro, we can we can do this. And he's like, well, if you can figure it out and it's not so cost effective, then okay. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so I went to my little basement, my lab, and I thought about it and I thought about it and I thought about it days, days, yeah, days. Yeah. And then I was like, yo, I got it. I called <laughs> it immediately. I'm like, yo, I know how we should do it. He's like, what? So I pitched him the idea and the concept and he's like, yo, that'll work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, why am I saying all this is like, you know, everything you want to do is out there. Yeah. It's definitely out there. You know, I, I mean, I wanted to play soccer growing up and then one day I was like, no, nah, I want to be an artist. And that's a different, that's a whole other interview. I can tell you how that happened. But, you, know, <laughs> I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But I want to be an artist. So I started teaching myself how to draw. Yeah. Then I realized, because I thought I had no talent, but my greatest strength was if I wanted to learn to do something, I'm going to learn it. Yeah. So I taught myself how to draw. I taught myself how to do graffiti. I taught myself how to color digitally. I just, <laughs> whatever, I, I need to do it. I need to do it. And um, all of these things came because this is the space I needed to be in. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had to become a, a spoken word writer so I can write because, you know, that shit was never fun to me. I was always creative. I could always write a story. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. You know, <clears throat> you're forced yeah, to write yeah. something you're not passionate about, right? It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if you want to do it, do it. Like, yeah. If your goal is to release a comic, do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> if you got it, it's like, like, no, like, literally do it. Because yeah. once you do it and you release it, and somebody reads it, whether they pay for it or not, yeah, you yeah. are officially stamped as a comic book creator. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You can so check that just box just off. Just do it. Yeah. That's the story of hip hop. Yeah. Like just, just like just do it. Yeah. You know, and I know it sounds crazy, and some people might say, yo, money this, money that. Listen, if it takes you four years yeah. to get your comic book finished and printed. Yeah. That you make that the dopest first issue in the world. Tell <laughs> that motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Do what you gotta do, but just do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, I, and you should always focus on what you can do versus what you can't do. Yeah. You know, I couldn't when I went through my little issue this last year, and I couldn't afford to pay for production. Yep. I focused on the writing. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, oh, Jamil, you're not there on social media. You're ghost. Jamil, you got to share more. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, when it happens over four, coming, it's coming, it's coming. You feel me? But I can tell you, I kept writing. Yeah. I'm always, always writing. I don't know how perfect it is. I know the grammar and the spelling is messed up. I don't care. I'm, I'm writing. <laughs> yeah. I got an idea. I'm pulling out my phone, go to my notes, and sh- real quick, you know, I'm always writing. Right. Because right. that's what I can do. Yeah. So now when everything goes right, I don't got to worry about writing a story. Yeah. It's already been done. You know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, I'm excited about your book, man. $5,000. I did, you did it. Yeah. You did it. You know what I'm saying? Um, that probably took me six months to get it done and get the money raised for it and all that. So, but got it yeah. done. Again, and now I got issue two 
almost done. I got the art done. I just got to do the lettering and all that. So, but yeah, well, I look up to guys like you and Lonzo and Najee, man, you guys, yeah, you, you're a lot more successful, man. I got to get to your level for sure. Man. You guys are paving the way, my brother. Yeah, exactly. Man, man. Listen, I, I feel like we're all, we're all here. Yeah. Because whether you're white, black, Hispanic, Asian, red, green. Yeah. <laughs> so every time, and every time you're trying to get somewhere, there's always somebody that's blocking it for you. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, Marvel and DC did it to themselves. They could have had all of this. Yeah, exactly. But they, 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 they were gatekeeping like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and and so this is what they forced. Yeah. They they were hoping it wouldn't work. They were exactly. hoping that because they know. They know how much it costs to make a comic book. And they're like, they're looking at, you know, people like you and saying, you can't do it. You can't afford to do it. Uh, he, you know, he's going to he's going to bomb first issue. We bomb first issue. He's going to. And and now you're doing it, bro. You're here. And I just wanted to also take like a second to check in, bro. How are you? man? Like real talk. I mean, like, uh, I don't know if you want to cut off the cameras, whatever. I struggle with mental health myself. Um, I have that anxiety. I have that depression. I don't know how I'm going to pay these bills. And I, I worry about my kids and I worry about like the struggles of paying my car and bro, like there's a noise coming from my Nissan. I just bought that thing, bro. And like, sometimes I just have like these panic attacks where I'm like, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that financial crisis. You mentioned you were going through stuff, man. I just wanted to take a second and really sincerely check on you, bro. And, you know, I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm good. You know, my testimony maybe would help somebody else out. So we don't yeah. have to cut. Um, you know, it gets it gets tough. It gets tough. You know, um, anything you're trying to do. But I've learned that. You know, it's okay to cry. And it's okay to punch some shit as long as it's not a person. You know, yeah. I'm not condoning no violence. You know what I mean? You yeah. know. Um, but once you do all of that. You do that because you're crying and you're punching because you're like, I, right, I'm whatever this is, I gotta shake it, I gotta shake it. So when you clear your mind and you're able to take a deep breath, so you you gotta tell yourself it's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. You gotta tell yourself you're gonna it's gonna work out, and you're allowed to feel negative sometimes. I believe you know some people preach, well, you can't think like that. I mean, I'm human. I can't. There's no on and off switch. You know, I'm gonna think that way. You know. It's not a matter of how many times you fall. Like it's true. Like how many times you will get back up. Mm -hmm. And then so, and then I don't, I don't. Whatever you believe in, hold on to it. You know, yeah. I don't care what it is you believe in or who you believe. Hold on to it. You have your reasons. Um, me, I try to stay. I, I want to say I'm more the the spiritual side. I'm not a crazy woke person. Like I, I don't want to sound judgmental, but a lot of it's being coming OD now. It's like. You're just like the people you talk against, but that's the topic of another day. Um, you gotta listen to the signs. Yeah. You know, one day I was on uh, TikTok, and that the, the somebody playing a clip of the Lamborghini movie when he pro when he approached a uh, Ferrari. Mm, yeah. I don't know if y'all saw it. Yep. And I'm like, man, that movie looks interesting. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. I never seen it, so I decided to watch it, and the first thing I grasp is. This man is willing to do whatever he needs to do to fulfill his dream. Yeah. I mean, as crazy as it sounds, 
Yeah. You know, you know, him letting his him not being there for the birth of his child and not gonna say goodbye to his wife, that's sad. But I didn't see that. I saw dedication. I saw like, yo, it's gonna be hard. Shit's gonna happen, but you gotta do what you gotta do. So um I'm good. Things are getting better, I'm good. And you know, sometimes you gotta hold on to what you do have, and I have Absolver. You know, uh, I have my imagination, so I can't let those things change. Every time I close my eyes, I can live my dream still. You know what I'm saying? And these are the things that we have to hold on to. So I'm good, bro. That's what I ask you. I'm good. Hey, sometimes it gets deep, my brothers, but you're doing a good job. I can't wait to read the comic. I haven't read it yet, man. I need to. And not just yours, Concrete in general, because I've been hearing such great things. I follow Concrete on um, Instagram and TikTok, and like you guys are just giving the world these amazing godlike heroes. And you're doing an awesome job. It means a lot. Real talk, thank you. Um, bro, I don't know how much time we have. Like, do we have unlimited time? Can't hear you, Tommy. That's the Tommy question. Can't hear you. No. Uh, it's that awkward silence, man. Um, so let me ask you this. Uh, what is your future goals for Oblivion. Um, the Oblivion is going to be a big deal, you know, um, because everybody talking about the final battle. It's always a final battle between heaven and hell, heaven and hell, heaven and hell. And I want to feel like I feel like I've created uh, an area in that realm that nobody really takes, nobody really takes advantage of. You know, most of the time, everybody talking about limbo is usually somebody's spirit stuck on Earth, couldn't transcend for whatever reason. But there was, I don't, I don't believe, I don't know. I'm gonna say I don't know. I, I'm hoping I am the first to, to like take full advantage of this situation. And I hope by, by all means, there's no other mezzo out there for the same exact reason. But you know, um, it's a big deal. Oblivion is a very important player in the final battle that nobody wants to talk about. Um, so that's my goal with the Oblivion and Absorber's universe. I just really, really want to make it a very important player. And, and, and basically the Oblivion, you would say, is the sixth man. So they're trying to, you know, that team, that basketball team that's trying to get their sixth man because they know that's what's going to take them over the top. So whichever side Oblivion goes, that's where it um, it'll change the ties of um, everything. But if I'm going to give away anything, um, I was taught a very important lesson. Like when you create a story, you know, you got to know how it's going to end. You need to always know how it's going to end. Not just for you, but if you want to pitch it to somebody and they want to take, they're going to, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, invest in you. 
you know, or take you on, some of them may ask you, how does your story end? And you, you need to know. And um, I couldn't decide what that was over. And because I'm hell-bent in being unique, I was like, fuck it. My lack of being able to tell the decision is going to force me to give all three endings out. You know, readers just pick up all three different endings, and these are the possibilities. I feel like when I think about it, I was like, it would be so dope. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, um, I remember some of these actors, they'd be talking about how they feel about the movies when they go to the red carpet. And some like, I don't know. I haven't seen the final edit. I'm like, how dope is that? So they film all these different endings and they don't even know. I was like, shit. I was over going to have multiple endings. And I was going like, <laughs> so I'm going to let everybody else get it, you know. And, and it, it makes perfect sense. Heaven's ending, hell's ending, and then the oblivion ending because I don't want you to speculate on what if. What if oblivion went to heaven? What if this is this going to happen? But the actual true ending um, would be the oblivion ending. But you will get all possibilities. So hopefully I'm sticking with three because my mind is crazy. You know? <laughs> so that's what that is. My vote is don't end it, bro. Like, I mean, like, we have all these stories, right? And some of the best stories are the ones that end on a cliffhanger and leave you wanting more. Like, I want more. Man, what was the name of that movie? I can't remember all the names of the movies. But um, it was this movie where, like, they're in the spaceship and they say, you know, they got away from the black hole. And it was like, what next? And they didn't make a sequel. They just ended the whole series. And people are still crying out because they want more. They want more. I mean, bro, you don't have to make an ending, you know? Is it that movie, Matthew? Um, no. No, I don't think that's what it is. I think, not Interstellar. Was it Interstellar? No, bro, but it was a sci-fi movie. It came on sci-fi a lot. And it wasn't a movie. It was a TV series. And it takes the this crew. And there was a Chinese guy, a black man. Um, the captain was like a, a, a white girl. And then they had this like little teenage person with them. It always appeared on sci-fi. I can't remember the name of it, but they left it on a cliffhanger, not Firefly. Um, bro, I'm gonna have to look it up. I'm gonna have to look it up. I don't know. No, Tommy, we still can't hear you. So you might have answered this. Who's your favorite hero, Batman? Um, my favorite hero is Spawn. Okay, man, bro, I feel bad now. I didn't mean no like disrespect about talking about Spawn. I mean, uh, I just wasn't allowed to watch him growing up, you know. No, no, you totally fine. My father sheltered me from a lot, so me reading Spawn, I had to sneak it. Me listening to rap music, and I had to sneak it. You know, the only time I got to see Terminator was with my dad in the room with us. And that's because he wanted to see it. I mean... <laughs> yeah, no, same. Like, same. Like, I didn't get to see... Well, rated R movies at all. Like, no rated R movies. PG-13 movies. I had to be 13 in order to go see it. Bro, I grew up with Will Smith. Like, I didn't... I, I grew up with Will Smith and Usher. Those were, like, two go-to people. But everybody else, I, was, I wasn't allowed to listen to DMZ. I wasn't allowed to listen to Ice Cube. 
Um, and I feel bad about that now because now I feel like I was too sheltered, if that makes sense. And now I really don't know. Like now I'm starting to listen to, you know, Biggie and Nas and everything. And I'm starting to develop and understand the culture. But I still don't fully understand it. And I don't think I ever will. And me being a black man, I that makes me sad. You know, because I missed out on that cultural experience that defines, you know, a lot of people. You know what? When I look back at it, kids are so easily influenced. You know, having a son, a lot of the things that he's getting in trouble for is because of the influence. Mm. You know? So, I don't think my father was protecting, overprotecting us in the sense of you can't listen to this devil music because as you got older, you realize he was trying to protect my innocent mind. Mm-hmm. He want to make sure his foundational values supersede everything else I'm going to take in anyway. And because he can't protect me while I'm at school when he has to be at work, he's going to control as the amount that I can consume. You know, I just got a puppy. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be three months. If you fill up his water bowl, he would drink so much water and not be able to eat and then be hungry later. So now I gotta give him some water, let him eat. So when he finishes eating, then give him the rest of his water. You understand what I'm saying? And then I'm just I'm just I'm making sure he consumes everything he needs. Don't get me wrong, I know water is very, very important, but bro, you get water all day. I need you to eat. (laughs) I need you to eat. So um, as a kid, you're like, damn, why are you doing this to me? Why are you sheltering me? Da, 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 da. But then you realize I was bad. I was adventurous, I would say. If I was, if I consumed more of that shit, no telling where I would be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, and that shit with me sneaking around. I remember in school night, I would listen to the music I was allowed to listen to until like 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. Then wake up tired to go to school, but mm-hmm. I had to know what everybody was listening to, or else I wouldn't be able to fit in. Mm-hmm. But you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, um, I 100%. <laughs> yeah, but when you look back at it, you know, I got in, I got in trouble early, a lot of stuff out of my system early, and I was able to grow up yeah. faster. You know, you know, it's a lot of people will look at me and say I'm stuck up, or I feel like I'm better than everybody. I'm like, nah, bro. I, I just got responsibilities. I got shit to do. I don't got time to waste. I wish I could afford to sit down outside all day and do nothing with my life, but focus yeah. on that money. Yeah. Yeah. That's not me. So can you guys hear me now? Yeah, I can yeah. hear you now. My microphone stopped working, man. I don't know what happened. Yeah. yeah. But um Hey, it happens. Yeah. Always technical issues, man. Yeah. So, how do y'all feel about? You know, it sounds crazy. You you sit back and you ask for things, mm-hmm. and you know, you want balance. You want respect. You want to be heard. And it's kind of hard to tell when it's genuine and when it's disingenuous. Mm-hmm. 
or just pandering. Yeah, yeah. You know, how do you, how do we celebrate that? This is what I'm asking you guys. How do, how do we celebrate that? One hand, you're like, oh, they're just doing that just to shut us up. The other hand, somebody say, this is what you guys wanted. Like, how? Hmm. I think that you're doing it now, making your own content and selling it. I feel like that's the only way to do it is to get more people and artists. And like we've been talking about, good artists, too. I'm sorry to say there's some people that, like, you can go, maybe you should go to school and be, you know, develop the skill better. I'm not going to, that's how I'm going to say about it. Mm -hmm. Or go to school and learn how to write and tell the story a little bit better. But for the most part, um, we need an alternative. But they're going to keep giving us and pandering or they're going to keep giving us because that's all we can afford to get. That's all we can afford to do. We're going to go see the movie. We're going to go buy the comic. We're going to go buy the toy because that's all they're giving us. Once you give another option, then we can start looking at that option. But it also has to be good, affordable, and that's really difficult to do. But at least you're starting the groundwork for things to come. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would agree um, with Andre. I mean, you're talking about very powerful entities and uh, people with that kind of power want to stay in power. Um, they'll do whatever it takes. So pandering is a big way that they do that, right? And whatever, like whatever color is popular, they're going to do everything in that color. Let's just say that, right? So um, because of that, right, you're never going to know whether it's genuine or not. Um so I feel like what you're doing is is the right thing to do. I think we just need to get more eyes on it. Because to your point, Andre, right, it's got to be really good um, because it won't be received long term if it's not, right? They, they might buy that first issue because they are all looking for that, right? There's a market for it and they just don't know it exists. And so they'll go pick up that first issue. But if that first issue has a bad story, the art's not great, they'll never come back to it again. So that's why when we do have a brand like a concrete that does things in the right way, that has really good stories, that has really good art, how do we bring more eyes to it to expose to others that are looking for this, that it exists? You just haven't found it yet. And here it is. I think that's that's where, you know, someone like an Andre and even someone like myself, um, I mean, all of us have that responsibility, but, you know, like me doing a podcast, it's really to highlight the indie creator. So how do I do that in the most professional and most uh, genuine way to reach as many people as possible to let them know who you are and what you do? That's that's my responsibility. Um, and if we could do that, I think we get more eyes on it. All of a sudden, you don't need those other entities to do anything for you. And whatever they do, they could just do. But you're going to have more eyes on things that are more genuine that people can relate to more. Because um, you said at the very beginning, right, there's a lot of content out there, but it's unrelatable. Um, so because of that, right, they need content that they can relate to and you have it. And another thing just to add on with Mr. Tommy is content, content, content. I remember listening to this interview about how they used to sell, uh, CDs back in the day. Like yeah. now we have TikTok and Instagram, but how did you do it back then? And what they did is they would make a mixtape in the, you know, in the booth. Yeah. They would make it sound perfect. They would spend that money to make sure it sounded good. 
And then they would go and hustle on the street corner until three o'clock in the morning, either passing them out or selling them because the radio station wasn't picking up hip hop and R&B and rap yet. So it, it had to start with a movement. And again, that's what you're doing now. Um, yeah, people aren't going to be able to afford to buy, you know, the, the $10 comic as opposed to the $1 comic. Cool. But if it starts becoming popular enough, if the ad placements are there, then the money or the, the, the value of the comic doesn't decrease, but the price I have to pay for it decreases. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the more you sell, right, the better pricing that you get on that. That's why a DC and a Marvel right there on the low end, probably producing 10,000 of any given issue, no problem. On the high end, it's probably 70 to 80,000. That's that's the most up-to-date numbers that we have. And that's really down from just five years ago. I mean, five years ago, they were selling a quarter of a million issues for certain Batmans. Now it's, if they get 80,000, that's a, a huge win. Um, and that's because the content hasn't gotten better. The content actually, the writing has gotten worse. And so fans are walking away from a lot of those titles. Um, so we just got to bring more eyes on it. And to your point, Andre, it's got to be affordable, but uh, we could help with that by bringing more eyes to it. Cause I, I guarantee if Derek had a demand for absolver issue three and there's 10,000 people wanting it, he could go to the printer and get a much better price on the comic book, right? The average comic book on indie, like if you go to Kickstarter is $25 for an issue, $25, you're going to pay for an issue on Kickstarter. Um, so I, I usually try to stay between the five and $10 range. You can still find $5 um, comics and $10 comics. I know Kickstarter with uh, um, concrete, you're usually around 10 bucks, which is, you know, a little bit more affordable, but man, yeah, you, you got to be affordable. And uh, the only way to do that is bring more eyes to it, right? It's a, it's definitely economics, right? If you get better deals, the more you produce on paper for sure. And also just to the chime in on with what Mr. Tommy says, eyes are great, but I can understand as from a business aspect that it also requires somebody to buy and I, I will hope to help, you know, by, you know, talking about it and getting eyes on it. But we, you also need, like, I would rather have the thousand people buying than a hundred thousand people who saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, right. In, in order to get a thousand people, you need a hundred thousand people to see it because that's probably the rate at which you're going to get uh, that return on that investment. I mean, unfortunately on TikTok um on instagram right the the conversion rate of someone seeing a product and then purchasing it is still very low and that's why you got to constantly be in front of them telling them about the same thing over and over again it's just an unfortunate part of uh you know everyone gets content, excited content content all about content man all about content millions of people are on this app uh maybe a billion and they're just sitting there scrolling 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 oh look a comic book scroll 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 oh i never seen that character before scroll 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 that's that's all we do now yeah yeah uh, I, um it, i feel like it boils down it's, it's oversaturation yeah for you sure. know, everybody's gonna everybody wants to make a comic book yeah yeah so you know, you spend all this time making sure yours is written well, edited properly, looking great, you know, but a few bad art, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
speaks the bad up one, everybody, right? The bad one might have been seen before yours, and by the time yours pop up, they already got a bad taste in their mouth about indie comic book creators. So like again, it boils down to the trust factor. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I tell them to go to the store and pick up a new Spawn comic, you know, eight times out of ten, it's going to look like and read like what I enjoy. Yeah. You know, if I if I don't like it and a shit ton of fans agree with me, I know I can keep investing in it because they're going to do something. Yeah, yeah. This writer, Spawn is now being written by X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You know, that you can trust. Um, with the indie community, it's not so much, it's not that easy to get these fans. Like I said, it's when we first started our research, it was the bad art, mm-hmm. the bad writing, and for whatever reason, getting too involved with the story and then I can't finish it. Yeah. You know, um, so these are, these are some of the reasons why fans of indie comic books are very skeptical about investing Mm-hmm. And looking into it, yeah. So as a community, I think we got to get to the point where we're holding everybody accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of us got to be open to. Um, well, let me let me say this first. A lot of people don't understand the difference between uh, subjective and objective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and you know, objectively, I can look at your comic book and say, "Yo, I think this leg is kind of out of place." Subjectively, I'm like, "Yo, instead of him climbing a wall, you should have him swinging from the next building." You know, that you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people don't understand that. Um, and. In this community, some of our peers, they probably don't, wouldn't take that well. So we ourselves let a lot of things slide that we shouldn't, you know. Um, and that plays a very important role, too. And again, it boils down to some people, why would I help you? You're not going to, that don't benefit me. Or I'm not going to help this person. Or I don't want to say nothing to hurt this person's feelings. And blah, blah, blah. Like, I think we have to get past that. I'm not speaking like I'm perfect because I fight with that every day. I should say something, but I'm not. Same. Should, but I'm not. And the biggest reason why I don't because I don't represent myself. I'm part of a unit. You understand what I'm saying? And, and you don't want that smoke. <laughs> Listen, I'm here for it, man. You feel me? I'm here for it. It's just that, you know, it, it'll be unfair to everybody else. But it, but it, it's never come from a place of malice. I just, I really, like, you got to help us the same way I'm doing everything I can to help you. This ain't about a, this ain't about an absorber versus you thing. This is about, yo, we got industries that have a chokehold on this thing. We're trying to get through that bubble. You know what I'm saying? Let's let let's 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 ride this spaceship together, survive this journey. When we get there, we can we can be. But right now, bro, I need your shit to be on point. Help me keep mine on point. You know, um a lot of that comes into it too. Um so it's a fight. It's a fight if you look at it from that perspective. Do you want subjective and objective criticism, or do you not want criticism 
at all. I mean, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. The positive criticism is cool, but what kind of criticism are you looking for? Oh, what was it for me, general? Just, just You mean for general, everybody? Well, when you were mentioning the subject and an objective, I was like, yeah, you have a point. Um, like sometimes I may see your comic and I am guilty of this. It's like, oh man, I wish they would have made her hair white. And it's like, bro, enjoy the comic. You don't say that about Superman. You don't say that about Green Lantern. You don't say that about Batman. Enjoy the comic, learn about the characters and then offer your subjective or objective opinion. What, like, do you look for that criticism? Like, what do you look for in a review? If somebody was about to leave a review on your comic, what would you want to see? Um, I'm, I'm not a fan if you're, like, trying to be a smart ass. You know, um, I remember one of my first, Somebody that reviewed my book, you know, they left it, you know, I wish, uh, I mean, I was over dialing down a bit, you know, that's just his subjective opinion. And I thought about it, like, should I make this more kid friendly? And I was like, I respect what he said. He he wrote whatever, he, how he phrased it was very respectful. And I understood his point. If I want to get more sales, I, want, I should cater to the kids and what he said makes sense. And I thought about it for days, but I realized like that's not what um that's how I'll create this book. I'm an artist. It's gonna reach whoever it needs to reach. Um objectively, um oh shit, that is that is that is wrong. I should have did this. Oh my god, how did I miss that? As a fan like people are like, well, Jim, why don't you draw and color your own book? Because one, if I draw it, it would never get done. Uh, you know, I I tell you how I rewrite my ish, my 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 uh, what you would call it. I wouldn't even think of my artwork. But um, where was I going with this? Um, fuck. Um, you were yeah, talking about this I, as a fan that I'm paying my artist. When you get back your artwork. Like, I'm project managing a new character, a new story with somebody right now. And when he saw his artwork come back, the way he called me, like, yo, this is, yo, I'm a fan the same way. And I've missed a lot of things. Like, there's a specific page in issue one that bugs me to out. I'm like, bro, if I could change anything right now to be that panel. I'm going to tell you right now, it's that panel where um, Absolver is squatting down, looking at the roach. That the whole body is off. I was like, bro, and it kills me. It kills me. Um. So, objectively, I can I can see that. I just don't like it if you come online and you talking shit about it. Like, bro, no, this shit. It, you, yo, this shit is fucking ugly, dog. You should. Like, bro, who you talking to? That's my first response. You <laughs> say, but if you say that, yo, bro, honestly, the face is kind of off. You know what I'm saying? And like, oh shit, you know. So that's why usually that's why we started going through heavy edits in our stories. And that's why I said redoing issue one is very important to me because you know, you know, I would rate it a a, a C. Everybody loves it. You, I love this book. I'm like to me it's a C. Like there's too many things that I should have caught, and that's just how I look at it. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it does. Um, let me ask you this: What do you do with your 
when you edit it and it comes out bad, what do you do with not bad when it comes out a way you don't like it? What do you do with that comment? Well, no, throw we it away. Catch, no, we try to catch everything um, as early as possible. When you get the line work, you look at it, you look at it, you look at it. Sometimes if you feel some type of way about it, you know, you send it to somebody else. They have like Lonzo or Nadi look it over. Like, hey, yo, bro, I think, do, 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 do. and then we talk about it, we discuss it. Sometimes it get a little heated, but out of love, you know. Um, but no, it usually gets fixed. Like I said, um, when I first started at the issue one, we was learning the business. I was too afraid to have the artist go back and fix it, you know what I'm saying? But I realized, like, shit, it's about money, bro. <laughs> no, I need to fix. Not in an asshole way, but, like, bro, I need to fix. Like, this does not look good. And I and, and that also and I also learned how to have relationships with my artists. You know, I'm not I'm not your boss. We're gonna be a partnership. So ever since I created that type of environment with my art team, you know, you're getting the best art out of everybody. Um but yeah, man, it's just it's just it's just your presentation as well. Like some people online, they're they're purposely assholes for no reason, like bruh, unnecessary. It takes a lot to be professional all the time, and you know, so but you get used to it. I feel you. I feel you. So you answered my question, but let me ask it a little bit more detailed way. If When you pop off and you're hitting it with the big leagues, I want to know where I can find that manuscript, that, that first comic that you printed out, and I'm going to sell that for a million. Where can I get that one from? The one that doesn't have no color, the one that has the panels, but they're messed up, the one that, you know, he's a little scrunched over, because I'm going to sell that one for a million, bro. No, I don't, um, I don't have that. Everything was straight digital. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I just got rid of the pages from the, when I switched over artists, I was looking for another artist for issue two, I had somebody else draw it. And I paid him for a couple pages, and I was like, this ain't it. Just the other day when I was cleaning up my digital workspace, I'm like, I am not holding on to these things no more, bro. I, I got rid of them. I delete them. I don't I don't I don't I don't have it, unfortunately. You know, I'm part of the I'm part of the, the I'm in between the old school and new school. I'm like, I ain't, I don't keep too much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, just get rid of it. Hey but Tommy, we gotta find that hard drive, bro. Yeah, but at issue one, once we once once issue one uh production starts to read the remix, we're not printing that original issue one anymore. So whatever's left is left. Like actually so the only time we print it usually is when we go to cons or something of the sort. So that'll be if you got it, you got it. That'll be it. Which one is that? That's um number one. Yeah, issue one. The one Tommy's holding up. Yeah. Tommy, right, I think the mic went out again. Yeah, man, but um Can you hear me now? You know what mindset yeah, I hear you. Okay, very good. Yeah, mindset is a real important um situation. I mean it's a really important thing, you know. Um, and you got a lot of people with that. So I've, I've been on a quest to find other artists to work. Like, I feel like I'm a dope colorist. You know, I, I can color my ass off. 
you know, um, I choose to focus more on the coloring than I do the line work and the drawing. <clears throat> so a lot of people feel as if I don't know. Or at least I don't go online and show off that I can draw or color. I, I, I don't. That's just not me. A lot of those, like, Jamil, put yourself out there. I'm like, yeah, 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 but I, I'm not. I'm not the show-off type. Um, but, you know, on my quest to find other artists, I get, yo, you draw, I color this, put out a dope book. Let's see what, what, what happens, you know, because, Tommy, you created a book. You know how much it costs for line work. You know how much it costs for coloring, you know. Yeah. Drawing in the colors is just the biggest aspect of the color of the comic book outside of yeah. writing the shit. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of hard. Like, no artist wants to back, uh, bet on themselves. You know, everybody's scared. Oh, I need money. Now I can't. Like, bro, you're trying to get paid, what, $1,000, $2,000 per gig. I'm saying, yo, yeah. if you put in an hour every day, I'm only asking for an additional 30 minutes. Let's work on something. Yeah. And we didn't pay 80% of it because we, we're, we are the main talent. I'm a writer. You a writer. Let's do it. And let's put out something. This shit can hit, hit off $60,000. A movie deal. It could be anything. Let's do a, yeah. a quick one shot. Yeah. You know, but nobody wants to bank on themselves. So there's this dope artist. Really, really dope. Um, for, for somebody that's fearful of that, how? what advice would you give to come out of that shell? Because sometimes I have that little tree root in, in the pit of my stomach and it grows and I'm just petrified. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give somebody that's trying to create and trying to come out their shell? Um, you got to look at how you're spending your time and your energy. So I was a supervisor at Lasership. And um, we're sorting out all these Amazon packaging, right? And I'm talking to my employees and stuff. I'm like, yo, I just want to get the this van, so I can remove these, these, these um, packages my damn self, you know? And they're like, why? You know, just get a normal job. You don't got to worry about the headache and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, bro, we're spending eight hours here. You're touching all these packages, and you don't even see what's going on? <laughs> He's like, no, what you talking about? I'm like, bro, think about it. Let's just take one of these pallets with all these Amazon packages. He's like, yeah. Do you not know Amazon has to pay this company to pay you per package to deliver every package? Mm -hmm. So you're getting paid, what, 17 an hour, but you could drop, let's just say every package is a dollar. You could drop 30 of those an hour. You know what I'm saying? But you got to think about it. Your truck can hold up to 500 packages, mm -hmm. and you can do that in a day. So you have to get paid 500 for a week or 500 for the day. Yeah. You know, if you're going to use your talents for other people, yeah, you might as well use it on yourself as well. Like, yeah, what, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's the best advice I can give you. Like, you know, you're 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 never going to know unless you mm -hmm. open the envelope. Got to bet on yourself, shit right? Every time I get on a roller coaster, mm -hmm. but once I'm strapped in, I'm like, all right, what can I do? I'm here. Yeah. Like, I'm here now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Walking through the roller coaster, I'm scared as shit. I ain't gonna hold you, but once I'm strapped in, I'm like, all right, here we go. Nothing <laughs> I can do about it. I'm yeah. here now. Yeah. But that shows you that that ten minute walk or ten minute wait 
Yeah. All this shit running through your mind and all this fear and all this anxiety and that shit only lasts two minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what you so most of the time we we holding ourselves back. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. most I think of it's human nature, right? Yeah, we're creating our own limitations. Yeah, you know it's you know and life hits you. You know, yeah. I was able to afford when I started working on Absolver One, I was making a whole lot less money. Because I was so dedicated, we made mm-hmm. it happen. Yeah. Then I got into a situation where I was making a shit ton of money. I was able to afford issue two, do everything. But then we decided to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Any new home owner is going to deal with financial craziness. It's a crazy adjustment. And then, you know, I ended up having to deal with something for the last year on top of just being a newly boy home owner boy it's been tight but um like i said your mindset is very important because at that point i realized i'm gonna focus on what i can do versus everything i can't you know mm-hmm. i know lonzo and them there was i wouldn't say upset but they really needed me to push and promote online yeah. but i just wasn't there mm-hmm. where i was where i could feel good about myself was designing characters writing new stories and, yeah. and all of that so Makes sense. Yeah. Nah, but I can completely relate to like, uh, you know, coming out of my shell and like just doing it because I allow the work, the weight of the world to keep me from doing it, man. And that's inspirational, bro. I'm going to take that advice, you know, just keep pushing. It's always going to be something, you know? Yeah. 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 Always something, man. Life is crazy like that. Like the headlock yeah. might not be tight, but it's still around your neck and <laughs> reminding you that I just got to squeeze a little bit if you need me to. Yeah, man, listen, it's a matter why you're doing it. Whatever yeah. reason you have to do it, that's why you're doing it. You yeah. know, um, bragging rights. Yeah, you yeah. know, my son could say my dad does comic books. Yeah. You know, I could say I've done comic books. You know, it's, it's whatever the reason why you need to do it, just yeah. Just do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you can't you can't take that away from nobody. Once you yeah, do it, you can't take it away. Can't take it back. Nobody can take it away from you. Yeah. Like I don't understand cancel culture. Like you can only cancel me if I let you cancel me. Like, bro. <laughs> you know, um again, that doesn't mean I want to be disrespectful. Don't take it the wrong right, way. Right. I think I think it's stupid. Yeah. Hey, bro, I grew up in the 90s, bro. I got it. Like, I don't have that filtered tongue, man. I say what I want to say. And it's like yeah. some things, though, I completely understand because, like, I'll say politics. Yeah. Like, there's a certain way you have to address people, and there's a certain mannerism. Yeah. And I think somebody should write a comic book about it because that would be awesome. How to, like, approach these people, how to be a little bit more kinder, yeah. how to be approachable, you know, and not come off like an asshole, you know? Yeah. It's kind of hard nowadays. I ain't gonna lie. Everybody's extra sensitive. Yeah. Like, I'm not even talking shit. Like, I don't understand it. Like, I grew up in the same time period as some of these people. I'm like, where does this extra sensitivity come from? Like, everybody throws out this this this, this tantrum word, and it, it pisses me off because, like, bro, like, <laughs> like, no, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to, I don't know what you're going through. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, but there is people out there yeah. that are really dealing with issues. Like real issues, real, like real, like <laughs> real 
like I don't know where my next meal is coming from type issues, you right? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And just because you get scratched, yeah, yeah, you say you have trauma, and now, <laughs> now we putting the focus on you, right? Versus what some people are. There's some people like there is like some people talking about um like I have a cousin. He called the night he his um he went to he served. Mm-hmm. And they was riding whatever truck and an explosion happened right close to him. Mm. Like there's shit he deals with. Wow. Out mm. from that. And I'm only and I can only not I can only now sympathize for everybody else that served because yeah. I see what it's done to my cousin. Right, yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's dealing with issues. Yeah, yeah, real issues, yeah. And but then you got some people who get scratched. Oh, he called me a dog. Yeah. Now yeah. you have trauma. It's weird. It's like weird. <laughs> yeah. So, so now we so weird. so now the pool is getting spread thin and we don't have enough time and energy and money and resources for the people that are really doing it. Because yeah. now everybody has a, a, a trauma. <laughs> I can go speak about something that happened yesterday and I just want to get it off my chest. Yeah. This doctor gonna tell me I'm dealing with trauma. So what happened with your father? Like Bro, this happened yesterday. Why are we just talking about pop? Like, 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 I'm good. I don't have no trauma. Yeah, yeah. Now, listen, I don't want to say that to have fun because, I again, I learned the importance of opening up and expressing my feelings. Right, right. I, I, had, a, I had a doctor. I, I went, you know, because I needed to talk. There's things that I bottled up. Mm-hmm. But it was, I don't have no trauma. Yeah, yeah. So, to answer your question, Andre, man, I feel like I'm at the point whereby if I keep my circle small, those that know me, know yeah. me. It doesn't matter what, you what say, the man. other hundred think or say. My family, yeah. my close friends know me, and they know I'm not that type of person. Yeah. You know, so um, I say once you're comfortable in that, speak your mind. Yeah. Like, I follow Long Beach Griffey on YouTube. Yeah. So, Hilarious guy, you know what I'm saying? He's hilarious. Yeah. He his mind through his content. I think it's funny, but it's real issues that he makes funny and he, yeah. and he makes so um it's always what you say though, it's how you say it. Yeah, exactly. And once you once you say it, just stand by it. Yeah. You know, um Jamil, why would you ever create a character that's gay? No, I won't. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a homophobic. No, I'm not. I don't. Yeah. I can't relate. Yeah. That's not the space I belong and, in. And it's political now. Yeah. Right. Even if it's political, but that's not the space I belong in. There's right, somebody yeah. that lives that life yeah. that has every right to create yeah. their story. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it goes mm-hmm. back to how this whole conversation started. I'm only here to create my story. Yeah. That's how I live, how I lived, how I see the world. How I perceive everything, how people see me, mm-hmm. these are my stories. Yeah. Why would I take that away from somebody else? Yeah. To, no, no, oh, wait, wait. Because I don't want people to take it the wrong way. I would not intentionally take it away from somebody else. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. But if Marvel and DC came to me and said, hey, yo, I need you to write this type of story, by all means, I'm going to get paid. Yeah. But everybody that knows me knows I'm going to research the subject matter. I'm going to research it, ask questions. I'll probably become friends 
with a specific person that can help me write this character and this type of story mm. and let them get their writing credits. But I'm not going to intentionally just do it because that's what's in. That's what's now. That's what you expect me to do. I'm not doing it. I'm mm. sorry. Yeah. It has nothing to do with me. I can't tell that type of story. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... Um, no, nah, that's that's cancel culture, bro. You cancel. Forget that. Cancel. <laughs> hey, I just need the five people that know me to buy my book a million times. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, I, I got to go, my friends, man. Um, I can't tell you how much I appreciate both of you coming on, man. We've been going for like two and a half hours, man. That's incredible, man. Amazing conversation. I hope we could do this again. It really started with you, Andre. I reached out to you, man. Thank you for receiving me, man. I, I really enjoy your content. I meant that. That's why I reached out to you. And then, man, what a blessing that Derek uh, connected me with you, Jamil. I mean, that's freaking awesome, man. We'll do another Thanks. show where we just spend time on Absolver. Um, but, man, this conversation, I hope, helps people. Um, lets them know that, you know, what we're talking about today is important. Um, man, I, I loved it, man. I would love to do this again, to be quite honest. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. I would, too. With that being said, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Tommy. Uh yeah. Jamil, can you? How can we exchange contact info? Yeah, you got an email, TikTok, Instagram. I mean, we can do cell phones too, man. That's cool too. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm open. You can call me, text me first though. I got to think about numbers. Yeah. Not text me because email. I'm in bed. Nah, I'm in bed. I'm watching Netflix. <laughs> Leave me alone. Text me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, maybe on email we could uh, pass all our information together, but. Uh, I mean, Andre, it's Black Heroes Club on both TikTok, Instagram, right? Yeah, bro. I was able to get a YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, uh, what's not. Like, no go. one used that name before. That's crazy. I, I can't so believe hyped. it. <laughs> I yeah, can't believe on it. Reddit, I'm on Reddit. I got mine on Reddit. Bro, I was so hyped that no one. You <laughs> know so how awesome. hard it is to get, like. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty dope, man. And then Jamil, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's still Absolver on Instagram, right? That's how we follow you, Absolver? Yeah, Absolver underscore the race yeah. on IG. Okay. Um, Facebook is Absolver the Prince of the Oblivion. Okay. Um, TikTok is Jamil Lessie. Um, I forgot what, I think on Twitter is Jamil Lessie one. Okay. Um, my personal pages is Jamil Lessie, both Facebook and IG. Uh, but you know you're not gonna get too much personal stuff. I'll probably share more pictures of me and my dog. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, but look, you said you said lefty, Jamil lefty. L e s s e y. All right, cool. Yeah. No, nah, man, I'm gonna shoot you my number, man. You guys good? Like, man, listen. Like I said, if you just call right after this, I'm not gonna pick up. I'm like, who? That's what they text me first. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, both of you. Uh, and I'll make sure that I put uh, all your IG and TikTok handles in the comment section. That way everyone can follow you. But man, if you haven't picked up Absolver, go to concretecomics.com. You can get one through three right now. Um, Jamil is working on issue four. So we'll wait for all that news when we're ready, man. And then make sure you're following um, Andre at Black Heroes Club everywhere. Um, if you want to learn um, anything, man, Andre's the guy to learn from, man. I, I love your channel, man. So I appreciate both of you. Thank you for being on. And uh, until next time, man, hope you guys have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having right. me, guys. Yeah. Bye. Take it easy, Bye. gentlemen. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.